sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, or just welcome to the podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, I welcome you to this magical, mystical, desert-loving, design-loving, cosmic corner of the web. (laughs) How's everyone feeling? Are you feeling this creative Pisces season energy? because I definitely am, and it's been a deep immersion into my creative spaces and allowing things like the ritual baths that I do and other types of things that I do as my daily rituals to really bring forth inner knowing, guidance from my guides, and connecting back to the creative essence that wants to flow through. So lately I've been going back into some of my script writing. There's this one project that has been in my heart for many, many, many years. It's the first feature length script I ever wrote. Uh, It's a romantic dramedy and I have found new ways to revise it and also new sparks of inspiration of how to bring it to life. So I've been really into that and... Also, some more things I want to come through with Topanga Moon, and I feel like this upcoming spring season and then summer are really going to be pivotal and new creations, a lot of design-focused creations, and just kind of merging all the things that I love. So that's film work, that's design, that's manifestation, and spiritual... um, cosmic explorations and just so many things that are going to be emerging and it's it's kind of like where will I have the time (laughs) I don't know if anyone feels like that but I'm really trying to dive into this and keep on that higher vibration and continuously hold the vision for um, how I want to show up and this new paradigm of conscious creation and empowered work and really expressing everything that you love in the way that you love and the way that you want to do it. And I think that's really exciting. So I don't want to be too long on my intro because this episode, this episode is so powerful, so potent so much wisdom, so much high vibrational loving energy. When you listen to this episode, you are going to be feeling this high energetic expression. It is incredible. 
I am just so excited and delighted to have my dear friend, cosmic sister, Britt Guimont on the podcast again. She has been on the podcast before. This episode just really made me just remember how much I love conscious conversations and this podcast space and this medium and how much it just lights up my soul and my sacral. It is such a beautiful deep dive into her work with womb consciousness. Um, We talk about uh, celibacy and being very conscious about celibacy in this season of her life and the reasons for it and holding that frequency and clearing the channel, connecting deeper down to her womb. We talk about how Mother Gaia and womb consciousness in the world, it's so beautiful and it just might be one of my favorite, if not my favorite, conversations to date on the podcast. And I'm just going to let you listen to it and dive into the juiciness and the sacredness of her words and her wisdom and everything that she is and is sharing with the world. It's so beautiful. I'll have all of the links to be able to work with Brit um, in the show notes, as well as the links to my shop and all of my offerings and the things that I'm doing. But I just want to dive in. I don't even want to give you more because you'll feel it. And it is an amazing conversation that is really for everybody and for this time in our life, for that connection back to nature, my true mission here on the podcast and everything that I do. And we really look at womb consciousness, feminine consciousness in the world, divinity, the remembrance of our truth, connecting back to our truth and finding ways to embody that and just unity consciousness and love. It's a good one. It's such a good one. So I'll let you tune in now. Here is my beautiful conversation with Britt. But this is a beautiful (laughs) place to begin as we've opened ourselves up into this mm-hmm. really sacred dialogue about protecting your energy and getting clear with your intuition. And I know that I'm mm-hmm. here with the lovely, beautiful Brit, my soul sister. I feel like we were, I feel like we knew each other in a past life and like <laughs> just to have this like real beautiful friendship energy between us. And it's amazing. Mm. Yeah, it feels really easy to hang out and chat. I feel like every time we're together and just musing and flowing, it could be a podcast. Always. <laughs> There's so time. many downloads. <laughs> every single time. So and perfect. I just love that we have this shared desire to be around beauty, sharing beauty, cultivating beauty. And that's something that mm. I really feel like we connect with on an energetic level. And both of us have that desire to share with the world. So I love that we have that connection. And I'm just so grateful that 
you're joining me on the podcast for the second time. And we're going to get into so many beautiful discussions about your current work and all the things you're discovering now. Um, And it's Venus Day. So we have the energy of beautiful Venus divine feminine with us mm-hmm. right now I'm wearing pink <laughs> I'm wearing pink pink pants pink pants <laughs> yeah um, actually that's funny I want to talk about that later reclaiming pink I want to cover it a bit <laughs> okay yeah, yeah. whenever you feel called to um because yeah pink is can be a really powerful very feminine sensual color my mm. pink. he loves when I'm wearing pink yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I guess I'll I'll start. Just start with that. that. On that yeah. note, let's just go for it. Yeah. I um so where to begin? When I was learning about the chakras a few years ago, when I first learned Reiki, I think I was twenty-two when I first learned my level one Reiki. And I remember learning about the higher heart. So we have the heart chakra, which is green. And there's the higher heart, which is like pink or um, white. And it's just the sternum like right above the heart. It's like 5D love, higher dimensional love. Um, for me, it feels like just like the highest potential of Eden as earth or like unconditional love. And um, yeah, like that makes so much sense why there's this connection of pink and love, you know, pink and valentine's pink and the feminine it's like the most feminine energy is the highest heart it's the unconditional love it's the all of also mother. roses Rose and roses yeah such a high vibration pink rose. exactly yeah oh my gosh yes and also the other feminine channel which is the womb it's like that is also pink like we oh. come from this like Oh, goosebumps. This birth canal of our first experience of love and the mother was in the womb and it was pink. I mean, I don't know if we could, I don't think we could see it (laughs) when we were, until our eyes developed maybe in the womb. I'm not too sure on the developmental um, level, but it is pink. The birth canal, the vagina, that whole region, there's a lot of pink. (laughs) So super interesting how um you know typically little girls a lot of little girls are drawn to pink and it could be conditioning could be social norms it could just be the truth of that connection to the feminine who knows but I love pink and I'm fully reclaiming my love for pink (laughs) oh I've always been such a lover of pink and like I'm wearing so much pink right now (laughs) I know it's amazing (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Headband. I love lavender. Lavender is like my little bralette here. Oh, that's so pretty. <laughs> yeah, I love lavender. Lavender oh. is so nice too. And also lavender, mm-hmm. the flower is yes, so healing and so nourishing. Mm-hmm. One of my first tattoos. Yeah. Oh, wow. So let's talk about your work and exploration of mm. womb awakening. Cool. Wow. It's funny. I have the book right here. Yeah. And how do you, how do you practice that as an embodiment? Because I really want to dive into this concept today. I think that's so much of what your, your work is connecting to. So let's start. Mm. All right. Well, hmm. so to connect to 
our wounds, I always share with women, with clients, it's just initially desiring to build a relationship. So the conscious awareness of wanting a relationship with your womb is then (laughs) the path to womb awakening. It is her, the womb, being like, all right, she's ready. We're going to connect. We're going to build this communion together. Um, And then from there, it's just the curiosity. So it's, you know, what, what could come from this relationship? The womb itself is the mystery. It is our creation, our creativity, our sexuality. Um, it is our emotional center. Mm. It is a whole consciousness. So when we talk about womb consciousness, it's the knowing, like the deep knowing of our deepest intuitions, our deepest desires, um, the unknown. It's a whole consciousness beyond the mind, beyond the localized understanding. It is this deep-bodied orientation in life. And at one point, we lived on Earth, on Gaia Sophia, led by womb consciousness. When we're in the womb, we are in that consciousness. When we're dreaming, when we're sleeping, we are in womb consciousness. When we're doing psychedelics, when we are in deep, present, embodied meditation, when we're lovemaking and we're not in our mental body, it's this deep void of consciousness where all of these deeper truths can emerge, deeper wisdoms, ancestral memories, things that we don't even have factual evidence as to why they're true. It's this feminine consciousness that is so beyond um, intellectualizing. And I think that's why it's become so far from us because in this world, in this more um, unconscious patriarchy, built world we have become so linear and so mental and so evident-based and we have cut off from the lower part of our body mm-hmm. the womb if you don't have a womb you have the cosmic womb or the hara lord dantian we have this deep pool of so much capacity but we've been so disconnected from it so Building curiosity about the womb is the first step to womb awakening. Just really letting yourself have an experiential um, like experience with the womb. So, you know, you could read about the womb or learn about the womb, but it really takes connecting to your own womb or for anybody, the connection to the cosmic womb, the earth womb. You know, our, our earth is a womb. We come from the stars, which is the cosmic womb, the celestial womb. And um, it really is a practice for all bodies as well to connect to the womb. We've all come from a womb. (laughs) So that is, um, I think, a really accessible way to first connect to your womb and to awaken the womb is to just get really curious about what womb embodies and what it feels like. And how did you first start to have your own journey to this connection? What was that initial spark of inspiration and and wanting to go deeper into this womb work? Mm. Um, Where to begin? Well, I definitely had a lot of experiences growing up where I'd feel physical sensation in my womb. Um, I would feel like clenching. 
tension. I think a lot of people in our culture have a very clenched pelvis um, by sitting a lot in chairs, by living a very linear life. Our body takes that shape. So I had a lot of um, clenching and tension going on there. So I started seeing a physical um, physiotherapist for my pelvic region and it was more clinical. Like it was more like, all right, you know, breathe into your diaphragm, soften, breathe deep, learning about different breath work and massage practices to help really relax that space. And then I began to, um, I think just doing those practices and then learning about, you know, I was going to women's circles at the time and um, I was doing some belly dancing at the time and learning about spirituality and all of these things. and. I think just the braiding of the spiritual world and my own physical healing um, then brought me into my womb. And a really common theme with the womb is women will experience physical pain, ailment, um, all of these things that bring us back into our womb, back into our body. You know, there's such a, there's been such a rocket, um, like skyrocketing numbers. Um, within during COVID times of different cervical dysplasia, all these um, ailments that the womb goes through because we're being called back to our wombs to gain that womb sovereignty, to gain that healing and um, to come back into our bodies. So the womb path is really coming back into the body. And yeah, I think that really called me was coming into my body. So much spirituality focuses on ascension, focuses on getting somewhere, awakening to something, mastering something, and the womb does not give a shit about that. The womb asks you to be in your body and feel oh. and be on the spiral of what life truly is, the up and the down, the deep and the high, yeah. the pleasure and the pain. And she to the she loves you all. Yes, connected exactly. to our physical earth because yes, so much of spirituality wants us take, to take us to these higher realms, you know, but mm. we're here on this planet. We're here in a physical body. Mm-hmm. So why not see what, why we're really in this physical body and to experience the physical body and the earth. And there's so much beauty on the earth. So I feel that so strongly of of connecting to your womb is a way to connect and ground into the mother womb. The body. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I love that. um, At one point there was a womb religion, like the womb was worshiped, the physical womb, um, the celestial womb and the earth womb. And when women were pregnant, there'd be a womb, like the tribe of their people would create a womb around them. And then the tribe would be held by the earth mother, which was the womb. And the earth mother womb was held by the cosmic womb. And it was like this, like this living inside of love was really what the truth of the womb religion was. It was like really worshiping this deep, profound, um, yeah, cycle. Like when women bleed, um, when women give birth and bleed, it's like, we're offering our blood back to the earth without war, without injury, but truly from 
mm-hmm. our bodies and and the blood it's in in itself has so many mythologies and mysteries that we can reclaim now in this present moment oh wow i love that so much and something else i want to touch upon because you were getting into these things happening in the last two years uh that's kind of like awakening like ailments and and I always believe that as above so below what's happening in our Mm -hmm. outer world that we're seeing can be reflected on our inner world and it's a Mm -hmm. way for um you know mother Gaia to awaken us within to say look at what's happening let's heal Mm -hmm. our inner worlds and that is the pathway to healing our outer worlds yeah I I completely agree And And I feel like that awakening right now, like there's been so many more women on this path, on this healing path, like so many people that are drawn to divine feminine spirituality and embodiment and every day there's new accounts of leaders. And I think it's just so great that we're all um, being called back to these ways. And through that, we can see that that will then ripple out to our world, to our earth. And, and, you know, as you said, as within, so without, as above, so below, so easy to see the dark, the heaviness, the trauma, the pain in the world, but there's still so much beauty being created. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's a call for all of us to Mm. step into that womb consciousness as you were talking about. for all people to, yeah. to really bring that energy into the planet because like you were saying with the with the patriarchal system it's been just this dissociation with that idea yeah. of how sacred how beautiful how powerful um and how just holding and embodied this womb consciousness can be mm-hmm. and, I and no love, yeah yeah no one benefits from the disconnect even men oh. like yeah like no one it's benefits it's for all it's for all people <laughs> yeah exactly and it's so scary a lot of people are afraid of this work because it brings you so deep you know just like when you do psychedelics or implant medicine journey it's like you will be shown the depth of your unconscious mind and that is the womb it's like the unconscious mind it's this deeper part of you that stores all of these memories that have to be cleaned out that have to be loved again in order to really um awaken in this in this sense so beautiful can we Mm. talk a little bit about this connection to the feminine consciousness Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, the feminine consciousness is a parallel to what we've been saying about the womb consciousness. Mm-hmm. So it is, um, so we'll go through things in life. An example is when I decided to relocate to BC, um, I was asked a lot of the time, like, why? <laughs> why? Like, do you have a job opportunity? Like, do you have, like, some big thing going on there like why are you why would you do that and I had to remember to not go on that ride of like looking for the why 
and just trusting the feeling. And that's so often exiled and shamed. Like we're like, no, you have to have reason. If you're going to quit your job, if you're going to, um, you know, move, go on a vacation, do something like you need to have a reason. What is your reason? And my reason was it felt true. You know, it could go through a breakup and go, like, oh, well, he didn't cheat on you or he didn't do this to you. Like, why you guys seem happy? Like, why you? It just felt true. And I think I know that following truth is not often celebrated in the world. The ones that see through the heart will applaud that, but um, following truth is a really brave path so a lot of people just won't understand you and you have to really accept that reality and follow it anyways <laughs> and when you follow truth you will you will know why and things will unravel as they have been as i've been hearing all of the things i was meant to experience have come because i followed that truth how do you connect to that truth for yourself Mm, that's a really good question. I think that's yeah. what really is difficult for many people because yeah. of the stories, the programming, the ideas being shown, the projection. I mean, as we were talking about before, I'm a five one. We have a projection field. So part of my being is is people projecting their ideas of what they think I should be doing. Mm. Acknowledge that and accept that and still find my path to connecting to the truth. So I would love to hear, how do you do it? Mm, yeah, and I love that you brought human design in because I'm noticing I'm doing a human design thing where I make sounds to connect to my truth. So I am a yes. generator for, for six sacral generators. So I need to, and I've been told by friends like, oh, you sound a lot. And I'm like, do I? <laughs> but I do this thing where I go, hmm, hmm. Like I really notice I do it a lot and I'm able to sound in my body to be able to locate my truth. So, hmm, like it's a resonance. It's like I'm resonating with what you're saying. That feels true. Um, and on that note, feeling truth is an embodied experience. So a lot of the time, if we are like, there's a voice of truth. I've learned in my experience. It's like a clunk. It's quick. It's straight. <laughs> it doesn't serve your ego. It's just down and in and out. <laughs> it just kind of comes and it goes. Quick, isn't it? For us sacral beings, yeah. it's quick. And sometimes you have mm-hmm. to like be like, yeah. oh yeah, I felt that. Because your yes. mind wants to make stories around it. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, it's like a clunk. And so when it's not truth, it's usually quite mental. It's like the monkey mind. It's like the reasoning. So it's like, I don't know. What do you mean? It's like, what do you think? Like just very busy, very, you know, in the head and um, reasoning, trying to prove, trying to get opinions. Um, it's, it's, it almost has more story when it's non-truth and it doesn't feel clear because you can hear truth and not like it like truth isn't always going to be this 
orgasmic, exciting um, feeling. Truth can be very grief-filled and painful. And that's, that's perfect because that is, <laughs> you'll know sometimes when a really strong truth comes for me, um, like through my intuition, through my womb consciousness, I will go into tears. Like it will be so visceral and I will know that it's truth because my body's experience is speaking that. Mm. So whether it be, you know, some people have the goosebumps, like I get goosebumps when something feels very true, very connected to me. Um, so I would say learning to um, really hear your own truth is coming back into your body, really presencing the sensations of your body. You know, where does that truth live? And when you learn your own body, because everybody's different, when you learn that own dialogue within your truth body your your deep body i call it as well you will then know how to access that voice so embodiment practices like breathing breath work body oil dance nature walk self-pleasure body work all these ways to be in our body can assist us in hearing our own truth oh that was so beautifully said and i love that that's part of your mission. Like you hold space for mm-hmm. others in your work, in your one-on-one work and in your, you know, containers to go on that journey of finding that truth, connecting mm-hmm. to all the different things. You hold space for people to do that. And yeah, such a beautiful gift for us and for anyone that gets to be in your presence. It's just this amazing, you know, exchange that you provide and I just want to say thank you for that because it's it's such a it's like a warm it's like through feeling I'm like I feel all warm and like held and like nourished (laughs) by your presence so it's it's beautiful I love that I've been doing these ritual baths and that's how I have been connecting more to my truth and to my knowing And it's through that, it's like a way for me to release my mind. I have an open head center. So I'm constantly- Yeah, me too. (laughs) Yeah. So our minds are like (laughs) talking like crazy. Um, And it's through the baths that I can actually take my mind kind of out of the picture for a moment and Mm. connect back. And then I have a little notebook beside my bath and I'll write down whatever comes through me, whatever is like wanting to give me messages. So mm, beautiful. Yeah. And the, the bath is a beautiful way to connect to the womb consciousness. Cause at one point we were swimming in this primordial like bath in our mother's mm. womb, like the waters. And um, whenever we have like an Epsom salt bath and we lose that sense of gravity and really just soap there like we can connect again to that womb consciousness so that's really cool yes I love that I love that we can find the womb consciousness in many different aspects so it can be mm-hmm. through walking in nature right because you're connecting mm-hmm. to mother earth and yeah um or through the bath like you were saying and all the different practices that you do for that mm-hmm. You know, I know that you do yoni steams and like Mm -hmm. so many other things that are (laughs) amazing and beautiful. 
Um, I do, let's like, let's pivot for a moment mm-hmm. because there's still so much I want to get into with you. And this is something that you, I know you shared with me a little bit about, but I would love to dive in deeper because I know you are on a journey of a sacred conscious celibacy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear all about it. What made you decide to go on this journey? Your insights about being on it um, and just whatever you want to share about that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I love to share on this topic. Um, where to begin? Yeah, I am. I guess it must be 13 moons of conscious celibacy, which I love. That was actually my intention. Oh, I, I say love 13. that you're doing it by the moon. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. So originally, I originally it didn't really like I was leaving a relationship and just knowing very deeply that my womb needed a lot of care, a lot of attention lot of healing um and naturally it, I just it wasn't like a conscious choice to be celibate it was more just like my priorities shifted I was really into um, building my business um supporting women and their healing you know, my clients and um really drawn to moving on a lot slower and asking my body what she needed and it got to a point where it was so extremely clear that I wanted no one in my field on that level. Like I, like she desired my womb, my feminine body was like, I want to be with you. <laughs> like, I want to be in your essence. I want to remember what it feels like to just be in my own essence, not have, um, you know, lovers or even interests I love interests in my field just my own essence and my own um, my own healing so it's been really profound I have been in a really amazing online course called flesh and blood with a mentor of mine Carly Ray and it's been a lot of like intravaginal massage learning about female anatomy um, like uh, nutrition body work, rest, like all of these ways to really on a physical level support um, my body and my wound healing. So giving myself a lot of self-touch, self-connection and yeah, just like following that truth of like my body really desiring to just be held by me and a really beautiful thing about conscious celibacy is you get to really feel um, like what you feel like. <laughs> like, Because the thing about sex and the thing about even when you're not having physical sex, but even in sexual exchange with people, like whether it be flirting, whether it be kissing or just sharing energy, um, we begin to hold other people's energies, especially if we have not connected to our own womb sovereignty. Our wombs are not... Um, if we're not building that relationship with our womb consciously, our womb absorbs by nature. She's magnetic. She pulls in and, you know, it always would blow my mind and, you know, my clients' minds when I share that womb can hold the traumas of another person's body. 
when we are engaging sexually with another person and they're holding their own sexual trauma or their partner's sexual trauma, our womb can hold that. <laughs> and it's like, and if we have not had sexual trauma in this life, it could be intergenerational trauma epigenetically imprinting um, our wounds, like the way that the genes express through our body. So yeah, it is really important to build that relationship with our bodies, with our womb and learn what we feel like, you know, in our own bodies and clear out all of those old energies, those old partners. And my intention is to really come into my truth my true essence, my true feminine magnetism, heal my relationship with my own inner masculine, hold myself, um, be my own woman, nourish that woman, and then align with divine partnership that really serves my opening, serves my nourishment, and an eye for them. So that was a big thing too, is healing from all of these old codependent relationship dynamics. A lot of like love addiction. So like kind of being in like drawn into more like high sensation, just kind of like hot and cold, um, on again, off again relationships and really desiring to have more stability in my own center in my own life and take care of myself and heal that aspect. So those are big parts of it. And I will tell you that this path of conscious celibacy has been so powerful. <laughs> like my womb and my system, my energetic system feels so clean and precise, like my intuitive messages, um, my dreams, my the healing with my matrix I've been doing, like a lot of this deep healing has been so supported by really choosing myself and really being intentional about who I let in my space. So, yeah, and just imagining, like, if you're not sharing this energy with another and you're keeping it, you know, with yourself, with the earth, you know, for me, with the divine and building that union with all of these aspects or creative projects, our online business, our art, like, there's so much energy that can go. We're making love with every aspect of life. It does not have to be a person. It can be with ourself. And my self-love practice has been amazing because I've been so devoted to my own pleasure, my own body, my own healing. Oh, it's just so beautiful because you're clearing your aura and you're clearing that channel to that connection to your womb through mm. this conscious journey and through, like you were saying, choosing yourself and clearing the wounding. Yeah, that could have been that might have been there, or all of those different things to set you up to a position to really honor yourself. And I love that you were talking about how that really connects you deeper into your intuition, connects you mm-hmm. deeper into that discernment, into that knowing, because yeah. that is such a powerful place for us to have that knowing and that intuition and it is a superpower. It's something that really helps us navigate the world and our place in it and the gifts that we're here to share. And I just love that it's also a divine time and 
conscious journey towards your divine partnership by mm-hmm. creating that. It's absolutely like you're in divine partnership because this is your yeah. first stage and your container to allow for your divine partner to be magnetically connected to you because you've done the clearing. Yes. And I've done that work to no longer be deeply needing and expecting to be met by another. That's the thing is when we're in that searching, that desperation, that hooking to I'm going to do this then I'll get this, like this compensatory desire where we're not really doing it for us, but we're doing it to gain something. Um, that is not what my path of conscious celibacy is. There definitely were moments where I was like, oh, maybe this is why I'm, you know, doing this. But in essence, I deeply honor my longing for love and my longing for true embodied partnership. And I, I desire to be in a place where I feel so full. I feel so fulfilled. I feel so plugged in to great spirit, to great mother, to my own sexuality, my own ability to tend to myself. And then with that, to share all of that nourishing love with another person who's deeply devoted to their self-work and their spirituality and all of that as well. And it becomes this really beautiful co-creation that you can do with that divine partner because you are holding yourself. Mm-hmm. You are yeah. not going back to those insecurities that you might have had in the in the past relationships. And I know that's something that I've been practicing a lot lately within my partnership of knowing when those old wounds show up and knowing that mm-hmm. and to discern that that's that's my those energies, those kind of like anxiety or insecurity comes from um past and not from the current situation and holding myself in that, loving myself yeah. through that. And it can really move a lot quicker now mm-hmm. that I've experienced it and know where it comes from. And totally. yeah, I feel like I unintentionally also did a, a conscious celibacy before I met my partner. Mm. And it was this a really beautiful time, like you said, to just have that connection with yourself. I mean, that's the most beautiful relationship you can have. Mm-hmm. I love where you're touching on like noticing past energies and patterns that are yours. I think that is a really key aspect to having a healthy relationship is really getting to know your patterns. Yeah. So I've been working with mentors the last couple of years where I've been able to have a mirror see my shadow patterns you know like it's a shadow and we turn our head we may not be able to see it (laughs) like these things become so unconscious because they're so deeply ingrained our little patterns and little um you know just the aspects that we have picked up as defenses in this world so when we're able to really learn about our system and our patterns whether they be you know Maybe we're very protective and then we get defensive and it comes from a memory with our father or our mother or our teacher. And it's like, we can do this inner child, deep, deep unraveling to these places 
and be able to be an admission of what our patterns are with our partners, no shame, fully unveiled, and expose them to our partners to, to not be in the pattern, <laughs> but be able to share them and um, have them out in the clear. And that is, I think, a really beautiful aspect of conscious partnership is being aware of our own patterns and not projecting them onto our partners. Oh, yes. So beautiful. How are you practicing surrender in this season? Mm, wow. Well, I guess where you are, it's still very much winter. <laughs> Over yes. here, it's like <laughs> tulips are blooming. It's, it's like 10 degrees today. It's de- it's definitely jean jacket weather here. <laughs> yeah, I went for a run and there's still snow around, but it was this, you could feel spring coming. There's definitely mm. not um, that feeling, that smell. There's like a smell when spring comes. And the air favorite feelings. It's (laughs) so good. It's just so good. And it's just like I was on my run and I'm like, yes, it's coming. Like I can like the air feels so crisp and nice, but at the same time, it's like that the smell of spring is coming. So Mm -hmm. we're we're there. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So I guess we're gonna use winter as the season makes the most sense we're still we're still in winter (laughs) 20 more days the end of the (laughs) astrological year yeah yeah cool yeah surrender um for me it's been really accepting the perfection of my path and of course that's easier said in a moment than actually done (laughs) whoa okay I just need to repeat that the perfection of your path Mm -hmm. yeah yeah the perfection of where I am now um it's just like this and if we look back in retrospect of everything we've been through in our life we can then be able we're, we're able to see the perfection of every moment, every microcosm of our life that led to the next becoming, the next phase. So it's like when we go into that regret, we go into that judgment of the should have, the could have, why didn't I? We disown the truth that we needed to go through that to then arrive to the next destination and then, and then, and then some more. (laughs) So when I look at my life now and I have judgments around it, um, as a Capricorn, I can be very hard on myself wanting to get to the top of the mountain and climb, <laughs> like perfect things. Mm-hmm. Um, I remind myself like the perfection of this moment. Like, one day I will be longing for the moment I'm in now. One day I'll have children and <laughs> a lot more responsibilities maybe. Um, And that remembrance that the now is so perfect brings a lot more softness, a lot more surrender. Um, Just knowing that it's all in divine timing and even the hard bits, even the the painful parts are in service to my opening, my truth, like my highest path. As long as I keep following that deep truth we were talking about, um, as long as all beings follow that deep truth, 
we know that we're on the truth of our path. Mm. Yes. I don't know why this came to me, but I'm curious to hear your thoughts on it. Do you believe that we have fate? Mm. Well, how would you describe fate? Well, when you were talking about the perfection of the now moments and knowing mm. that everything that led up to this moment now was all beautifully designed, my imagination goes to, was everything then designed? Are, are we, <laughs> you know, like, are I love we, that. You're in- are we on a faded path or is it yeah. maybe a little bit more um, complex? Like, mm. so I'm just curious. I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I love that, that inner child curiosity, that imagination of like, is it this way? Um, I really don't. I mean, I really, I really believe in the, the merging of both. Like there's definitely a destined path. I feel like every soul to a level chooses um, like our highest, highest self chooses what we need to experience to then be able to expand into higher love. I feel like the, I mean, (laughs) I'm not a guru. I don't know, (laughs) but I do believe like deep down the purpose of life is to expand into higher vibrations of love and leave that imprint here. That's, that's what I believe. And we will choose certain paths that are in service to that one, one truth of expanding into love that will support us in being able to, to be more love, to be in more love. So there's that destined path where we can have fate, you know, I can go this direction, I can go that direction, I can buy an ice latte, or I can get a warm one, (laughs) there's all these little things I can decide to do, (laughs) you know, Um, but there, the makeup can probably be played around with a bit, right, like the, the choices we have, I believe we have the human will, we have that ability to choose, and it will lead us down the same path of the certain messages, the certain lessons, the certain karmic relationships that we need to, you know, re-merge with to be able to heal something. Um, we will have to go through a lesson one way or another to learn that. And we see this in people who go through um experiences again and again and again until they're able to integrate a lesson whether it be someone who just happens to be in like multiple car accidents or someone who happened to be um working all these different like there's so many examples where we have been coming we've came here to learn a lesson and until we learn that lesson we will not go to the next phase of our life and i believe that that in a sense is destiny like we'll have certain lessons we'll have to learn and through that we also get to be the creatrix we get to be these creative beings and play with our divine will and let's just hope that all beings who have this will can bring it through their hearts because we see a lot of this will um like this ability to do things on earth 
but it's not coming from the heart. And perhaps that is those, that's their lessons. That's their karma. That's what those souls have to go through on a lower, denser level to then somehow come back to love. And it's hard sometimes to talk on those things because it's like, why are, you know, <laughs> the things that are going on, like leaders, government, like, why are these things happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely both. And it's always goes back to what you said kind of in the beginning of that um, devotion to your truth. If you're following mm-hmm. the truth, that means that's the connection to your soul and your higher expression and in that it's always leading to love yes and I think what you were talking about with people in lower densities in their own karmic path there is that disconnect of the truth and that yes of the love and that down more egoic paths so yeah and what a sad path like oh yeah to, to be able to do certain things is to know that the person behind that has so much pain, so much disconnection, so much fragmentation from love to be able to perpetuate mm-hmm. horrible things, atrocities on earth. So, And that's why there's such a need, a call for all of us to be lit up by our lives and follow mm-hmm. that truth that we hold within ourselves and that yeah. the love path and the more that we can do that, we are examples for others. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in being the example to never uh, force people or shame people. I think the best way to share your gifts is to be the example of your gifts. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To really embody that truth mm-hmm. and live it and watch that amplify around you like to really I call that really being a practitioner like you see a lot of people who could be leaders and be coaches and whatnot but if it's not an embodied practice in their own life it's just coming from the head it's just coming from just like regurgitated words (laughs) we need we need teachers to also be students and practitioners to really be walking that path yes Oh, okay. I want to go into something deep. All right. Let's, let's <laughs> Even though we've it. gone into everything deep. <laughs> I'm ready. The main is here. We may <laughs> burning, on burning some um, sage here. <laughs> but it's something that you recently talked about. So I want okay. to know about it. So I would love to dive into the truth you shared of how cultures that have been led by embodied magic and feminine consciousness tried to be erased. Mm, did I write that before? You did. Are those my words? Oh, this cool. is your word. I have <laughs> oh, it wow. quoted, quoted here. <laughs> Can you read it one more time? Yes. So cultures that have been led by embodied magic and mm. feminine consciousness are, are, have been tried to be erased. So we've tried mm. to erase these. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that is a really <laughs> and it was I mean it so powerful. I was like, <laughs> we have to talk about this because there is if even if you think about I think about one um thing that comes to mind was 
the the witch trials in in Croatia, specifically my mm. lineage, um, and thinking about the the magic, the herbalists, the people who are working with the land to heal others, and how that culture was tr- was tried to be erased. Like we people tried to erase that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really goes back to pretty much everything that we've been speaking on, like that that linear masculine or unconscious masculine like like hyper mental orientation that a lot of us have held like the patriarchy has led us down this road of complete disconnection and through that it has been wiping out out cultures wiping out feminine truth exiling it's disconnecting us from nature Mm-hmm. And the, the truth of our, our connection to our land, when we misplace people, you know, when we take people from their land and erase their cultures and erase their identity and make their practicing of these cultures banned and, and so forth, like so much atrocity in the name of creating a new world where these, you know, it's, it's such deep, vulnerable work to then be able to reintegrate and embody and walk this path. It's a very brave and deeply, um, very deep path to walk is reclaiming all of this. And yeah, I see it in my cultures, like my father who was born in Jamaica and my great grandmother who was born in I have Cuba, Venezuela on my father's side. Like there's so much. Um, oh, wow, there's an eagle in the sky right now. <laughs> it is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. Mm. I'm like the heart of the city. That is not common. Wow. It's just dancing in circles. Um, yeah, it's like so many people of color have been misplaced from their origins from their identity, from their cultures. And I, yeah, there's definitely that reality that people have done this intentionally, that the magic, the potency, the richness of our cultures, if we were to really inhabit this magic and inhabit this power and inhabit, um, you know, all of this, we would be living in a completely different world and that is why I feel like the feminine consciousness, the womb awakening, this truth-led path is really um, indigenous reconciliation for all beings who have been torn from their roots. We're being asked to come back home to the mother, to our own lineages, to heal these aspects um, and, to, and really get empowered again and empower each other again. It's really beautiful to see so many people that are reclaiming their origins and even if it's scary they're learning their languages they're trying to cook foods from their land um even if they're living across the you know the ways from their 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 land their ancestral land um i feel like that's a really big part of womb healing of yeah this this real emergence of the new earth the new way is coming back to the old way. <laughs> it's the new way, mm-hmm. but it's the old way. And it's the indigenous way of co-creating with the earth, 
living in harmony with the mother. Um, and I see a future where we're all bringing our richness of our culture, our richness of our ancestral medicine, our wisdom, our stories, every culture, every place around the world has once sat around a fire and shared story yes. and medicine and music, no matter the color of your skin, the language you speak, the food you eat, every culture at one point lived this way, but yeah. certain cultures have been, yeah, like exiled away from these teachings and the recent, you know, history. And it's just a very, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's so much grief there. Like I've had to move through a lot of my own grief yeah. and the reality of what my ancestors have been through. Yeah. And when I go through, um, you know, up levels on my own spiritual awakening path and it's brings up fear in my body. It brings up, um, this like ancestral trauma in my body because at one point, my ancestors weren't able to practice these ways or even live a life of freedom. So when I awaken these aspects on my path, I am then healing my lineage and healing the karma of my lineage. And they're cheering us on. Like our ancestors are cheering us on. They don't want us to hold that anymore. They want us to be able to feel our sovereign truth to lead a new way and to really be empowered about what fires us up, what brings truth and love and joy to our souls and um, yeah, really honoring their process and what they've been through and seeing the perfection in it all too, as hard as that can be, like really seeing how all of that, if that didn't happen, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> it's, it's just such a very deep thing, right? I love the way that you perceive and take in and hold all of those truths and still see the perfection in it, like still see mm. the love in it. And you lead by such a beautiful example of being such an embodied such an embodied soul and loving soul and mm. sharing your specific gifts and also inviting everyone else like it's mm. true unity consciousness yeah 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 that's exactly what we need we need yeah. to come back home into the collective womb and the collective and hold, womb. And hold each other and and um, love everyone yeah and see through the eyes of love and of course there's days where I'm not in that connection or that consciousness where I am very much in that pain body that reality of like why has this been why has this happened? Why is this history? Why is this still presently alive on our planet? Like, why are these things going on? And both are important. It's important to honor that grief, that rage, that pain, um, the, indis the injustice, the mm -hmm. systemic realities that are happening right now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and also not let that stay weighted in our heart. 
like when that stays weighted in my heart, I'm then feeding um, that pain again. I'm like feeding it. I'm like kind of indulging in this like deep pain when I know that to see the deeper meaning, to see the higher vision, um, and to know that I can now in this moment live a life that is embodied in truth, embodied in healing. I can count my blessings, can count my gratitudes. I can be loving to another person. I can, you know, see the magic and children playing at the park or old people watching pigeons or like whatever's going on around me. And I can see the, the beautiful things happening too. And um, there are so many people on earth right now that are holding the same vision that are really paving a new way. And I, I choose to believe that I choose to believe that it all does pave a way for a new earth that we are really um, coming back home, coming back home to the new earth, to the motherland, you know, it's um, believed that we all have originated from Africa, from the mother. That's one thing that I've been really reading into in um, African spirituality and mythology is how it's like, if you look at um, the energetic of African cultures, it's like in their, like in their Yoruba culture, it's like there's so much love. There's so much joy. There's so much um, connection to ancestral medicine. It's still really new information for me, even learning. But we see this vibration of unity consciousness, like you were saying, this like love, this higher heart consciousness. And um, that is the original template of earth. Like we need to come back to these indigenous ways of living with the earth living through the heart, living in unity. And when we go back to different mythologies and different um, teachings, we can see that this is actually the true template of what it means to be a human on earth. (laughs) Mm. Yes. All of it. (laughs) Your wisdom, your love, your energy, your vibration, you holding that vision for what the earth can be and what it is, you know, mm-hmm. envisioning exactly that loving union that we all know that exists right now mm-hmm. and can exist for all of us. And I think yeah. that's such a beautiful place to be is, is holding that vision for the new earth. And mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I want for, I want you to tell us all how people can connect with your work, your upcoming offerings, any way that people can work with your magic because it's so beautiful and so incredible and inspiring. And I feel like I'm just on another level of high vibration right now just from (laughs) being in your presence. So Wow, me too. It feels so great to be here chatting with you. Yes. Um, And just really reminding myself like all of these truths like by you asking these questions and um yeah bringing in that dialogue so thank you um yeah so where to start i do womb sessions so those are pretty accessible ways to start connecting with 
um, the womb with my work. They are one off, so you don't have to, you know, commit to a longer term mentorship. It's just a 75 minute session. Um, but I will say that they feel very quantum. <laughs> a lot of women I've worked with are like, wow, is it already like that? We went by so fast, but also didn't. <laughs> like, what? Um, and womb sessions are really beautiful doorway into connecting to your womb. We do embodied meditation. I do energy healing through distance, um, guided breath work, talk about the womb, um, bring insights, a bit of coaching, and a lot of, a lot of embodiment. So embodied meditation is bringing the body into, you know, a lot of meditation, we're going into just breath and using our conscious awareness to connect to um, the present moment. But with the embodiment aspect, we're really coming into our form. So moving, moving the breath through our body, sounding, um, and shaping different archetypes. So womb sessions are super intuitive. It really depends on the person I'm working with and their field, what they're moving through. Sometimes I'll suggest certain herbs that come through my channel that they can connect with, certain rituals. Um, and in essence, it's just empowering the womb oracle that you actually are. So it's not me fixing you or healing you. It's reminding you that you are an empowered woman who can build this relationship with your womb. So that's one offering. And then I do mentorship. So that is three months minimum. And yeah, very similar. Like a lot of the things we've been talking about today in the podcast, it's bringing truth, so being a mirror, um, coaching you through that, holding you through that, bringing um, a lot of space holding and also a lot of guidance of ways you can connect deeper to your feminine consciousness, to your heart, to the womb. And um, yeah, that's really powerful. And then I have a bi-monthly woman's circle called Medicine Women's Song and Wisdom Circle. And I'll be your third circle two weeks from now and they're really self um like they're co-led there's no hierarchy there's no like person leading we take turns and everyone gets to share a song poetry a story wisdom it feels like we're just hanging out like last call it was like we felt like we're like at a slumber mm. party it was so beautiful i and, wish i was um, there yeah you have to come to the next I one and this come. one is super it's super Drive on inclusive. out there. Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is online. Oh, it's this online? This is online. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I'm joining. Oh, my goodness. All of these are online. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm joining that one. I'm and it's pay, what you, it's pay what you can. So it's very accessible. Oh, I'm joining. Open. Okay, great. Yeah. And it's open to um, trans women, all women. And um, beautiful. it's really just a really co-led, co-creative, um, co-weaved experience. It's really fun that's happening and then I have mother which has been something I've been brewing for so long and it's all about healing the mother wound self-parenting inner child healing womb healing um, ancestral healing and that will be a five-week journey that will be a group with other women so that's another offering um, and that's it right now I also do photography um, Women's photography, women's portraiture. Yes, and... we do photography for each other. So <laughs> yeah, it's so much fun. This summer when I'm back, we'll have to do another shoot. Yes, 
we will. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty much everything that's alive right now in terms of my business. Yeah. And I'll share all of this in the, in the link, in the description link of the podcast so that everyone yeah. can access and, and find the, the, the dates for certain things. So they'll have Perfect. all the Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. My Instagram is Brit Guimont. The last, it's French. Mm-hmm. Guimont. So G-U-I-M-O-N-D. The D is silent. And um, and find me there. And yeah. And you do so many beautiful lives now. And I have been. Yeah. So definitely (laughs) check out your Instagram for all of that because it's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I'm hoping to birth a YouTube channel very soon (laughs) to just get longer duration of um, my shares and a more held uh, container. Yeah. Thank you to you, my beautiful friend, (laughs) leader, healer, teacher. Mm. I feel just so inspired by your presence and grateful that we found each other on this path and that you're just in my life to be a beautiful mirror and container and hold space and we can create Mm. art together and so much beauty and share that beauty and I'm just so proud of you and all the work that you're sharing and just grateful, like truly so grateful to be. Me too. Yeah. And I can't wait to create more together. It's that that Venusian Libran energy that we have together. Yeah. Libra energy that bounces and creates art and beauty and so many good conversations. So Thank you so much for having me and thank you for the work you do. And yeah, this is perfect. 